Hello and welcome to this conversation brought to you by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer and today I'm speaking with Christine Tremolay. Hello, Christine. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me today. We're still here at WPPI in Las Vegas, 2018. It's a sunny day today and Christine has made her way over to talk about a few different things. Uh, let's start with you. Who, who are you, Christine? <laughs> um, I have been a professional photographer for the past 10 years mm -hmm. and five years ago started uh, doing business coaching. I come from a background of being a digital strategist, working with Fortune oh. 500 companies. Mm -hmm. And so that, like photography is my first passion and helping people be seen online is my second. So more the corporate world back I came from the corporate days. world, but I also started blogging 18 years ago. Oh my goodness. And so that brought all of that experience, like how to get your blog found. 18 years ago. 18 years ago. Okay, so in 2000, you were blogging. In 2000, I started my first blog. What did it even, What? how did it work back then? So we didn't have Facebook yet, so we right. blogged about whatever we wanted to say. I wrote a blog post one day about what I planned to have for lunch that day as a joke, yeah. and I came back and there were 97 comments on the post. Is that right? <laughs> By the time I got back from lunch. So it was really like, I, like Facebook in a way has replaced that sure. version of blogging. Uh, that, that type, yes. Right, right. So a few years ago, I had some health problems and mm -hmm. had to take a hiatus from doing photography because I didn't have the stamina. I couldn't carry gear. And right. so I've actually shifted my business completely to education and coaching for photographers to help them be seen online. So that's what you do now. That, that is what I do now. And, and how is that going for you? With oh, that, I, I love it. I love it. Shift. I mean, I, I started training in that seven years ago. I started working under another coach as a mentor mm -hmm. and I've been coaching people one-on-one -on -one for years. And that's my, my natural instinct. When other photographers are researching, how am I going to do off-camera lighting? Right. I'm researching, how can I market online? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Sure. Well, that leads us into your topic, the power of storytelling yes. in your business. Yes. Talk about that a little bit. Um, it, it initially goes back to, like I said, I was already blogging. I've been blogging for seven years when I became a f professional photographer. Photography, yeah. Right. When I, when I took it pro and I was fully booked my first year in business and made six figures because I was used to using storytelling oh, yeah. to connect with people. Sure. It was very instinctive for me. And the more I've studied it and the more I've worked with people, the more I've tried to help others see. Uh, it, but it's really hard. It's hard to overcome that vulnerability of putting yeah. yourself out there. Yeah. Um, another big thing that comes up for people, we're taught culturally, especially those of us like you, I'm from the Midwest originally. Right. We're taught culturally. It's not nice to brag about yourself. <laughs> That is interesting. That's very true but, in, in my psyche. <laughs> right. And most of us are solo entrepreneurs. So as a solo entrepreneur, if we don't brag our, about ourselves, no one else happen. will. Yeah. Yep. No one else will. Mm -hmm. So using storytelling, when you share stories with people, they naturally, like getting down to the science of it, the actual brain chemicals, your brain releases oxytocin. Okay. Which is yeah. the love chemical. Yeah. And when people have that chemical release, it actually makes them feel bonded to you. Okay. It makes them um, it makes them more generous. 
it lowers the, their inhibitions. I mean, right. this is what, how people fall in love, but it's also how they fall in love with you to where if they're comparing three different photographers and the work's equally good to them as a right. consumer and the prices are pretty much similar, right. they're going to pick the person that they love. And so your, your goal is to <laughs> spur someone on to release oxytocin. Spur them on to release the oxytocin. In their brains. In the brains. <laughs> through story. through And most of it is actually, if you can, if you're comfortable with it or as you become more comfortable with it, sharing more personal stories. Mm. An interesting thing, you know, like I said, I've, I've blogged for 18 years. I've worked on the internet for 20. Right. In, as far as working with companies and 20 years ago, companies used to say, say, oh, if you're a small company of two or three people, you can make yourself look like a company of a hundred or a thousand mm -hmm. or 10,000. You can make yourself look as big as you wanted. Sure. But thanks to social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we flipped that equation. And we now expect huge companies to act like companies of one. Small, com yeah, right. Yeah. If you were flying home from WPPI and you had a problem with your flight, you might hop on Twitter and send a tweet right. about your flight. Right. And you would actually expect a response from a human by the right. time you landed. Right. We didn't expect that 20 years ago. No. Not no. at all. It wasn't even on the map. Not on the map. But that's how people more and more expect that human connection. They, they want it. They crave it. Mm -hmm. And so the more that you can let your personality shine in your business the more you can make that connection with people so that they're interested in hiring you. Are there risks in doing that? The initial risk that most people run up against is, you know, whether or not they include their family in things. Mm -hmm. You know, what do I talk about? And mm -hmm. that line is really going to vary for each individual. Right. Uh, I know people that don't talk about their children at all. Yeah, you, never, right. Never. I know people that talk about their children all the time. Right, the other, the other side of the yeah, point. Yeah, so... It's making those choices. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the other risk could possibly be getting so wrapped up, like feeling like you have to become Instagram famous. You know, do I need 100,000 followers on okay. Instagram and things like that? Yeah. Uh, and you don't. <laughs> you really don't. Most of us only work with 100 clients a year or less. You don't need 10,000 followers. Right. Um, that might be a relief to some people. <laughs> yeah, it really is. When you, you know, if you do the math backwards of how many people do I actually need to get in front of? Right. It's a, it's a much smaller number than you think than it is. Than you think, right. It's going to be different if you're running a large studio and you have associate photographers sure. and, and you do photograph three or 400 clients right. a year. Right. You know, working with volume is going to be a, a different story. Uh, but, and the ultimate hurdle. I'm boring. My life is boring. I don't ever do anything. I have nothing to share. That yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you're referring to that lie. Right. It's yeah. a huge, huge lie that we tell right. ourselves. Right. Uh, people are interested in even the littlest details, things that you recommend, things that you love. Mm -hmm. You went for a walk today and you saw something cool. Right. It doesn't have to be um, so elaborate. Right. Right. What What do you say to the detractors that say? no, I'm not interested in what everybody has for dinner or what, do you know what I mean? Like the, 
like everyone's posting the the creme brulee that they had (laughs) last night because i wanted to do that (laughs) well and if it's not for you then then don't do it and find what is for you where are where are the people that you want to work with at right and what you know what's the most comfortable for you Uh, i taught here at wppi the other day and somebody came up after the class and they said i really i don't enjoy instagram okay but then when we talked about it, they really enjoyed Facebook. And I said, well, then just stay on Facebook. Then don't, then you know, don't open Instagram. But it, but yeah. it feels like a lot right. of the advice that we get is, we'll use Facebook for this and use Instagram for this. I and see. Yeah. Don't forget to use Twitter. And you should use Pinterest too. Right. Oh, and by the way, you still need to run your business. Right. And you still need to book sessions. Sure. And it just becomes really overwhelming. Right. Like pick one. Right. And focus on that one. Well, pick the one and pick the one you like. Right. Okay. And... Um, you know, so speaking of blogging, having blogged for 18 years, the other thing that I find people find a lot of relief from this, write your blog post first and then pull from that blog post to make all of your social media post. So you, okay, so you look at a blog as kind of the center of the wheel, so to speak? It is, absolutely. Right. Like the center of the universe. It's where all the energy comes from. And you're not talking about using Facebook for your blog, you're talking about having a blog. Have a blog. Facebook, as we know, more and more, it's pay to play. Yep, that's true. And they're hiding your content from people. That's also true. Also, having it on your website means that you, you know, having it on your blog means you control it. If Facebook shuts something down tomorrow, your content isn't lost. We give Facebook so much fantastic content. It's theirs. And it's there. Well, I mean, like, Finally, legally, they don't own it. But I mean, they have the ability to go away. They do. They have the ability to go away. Right. And people don't, nobody's seen your post that you wrote a year ago on Facebook. Right. On your business page. But if you put it on your blog, the search engines are indexing it. People might find it a search. So would you You say that blogging is actually becoming more of a big deal? I feel like blogging is more critical instead of relying on social media to hold all this content of yours. So blogging is the center of the wheel, kind of the, the holder of sorts. And then you pull from that right. to, to create various posts on the different platforms, social media platforms. Exactly. Um, how, how does that, what does that actually look like from a practical standpoint? So let's say you write a post about a wedding mm-hmm. where you put 20 images in the blog post. Sure. And captions, because looking at images without captions, if they're not your photographs, or you're not the people in the photographs, mm-hmm. having no captions makes looking through the images somewhat boring. Okay. So have captions. Mm-hmm. That's why newspapers have captions. Right. Try to keep them. Yeah. Um, but you could then post each one of those photos individually over a week or two on Instagram. You could post them individually on Facebook. You could post them as an album on Facebook. You could pull quotes of whatever it was that you said in the blog, you know, the caption on the blog post becomes the caption on Instagram. You don't have to keep rewriting content. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have, um, make sure it fits the language of the community that you're in. Sure. But you don't have to keep reinventing it. You know, we have our wheel with the spoke in the middle. You don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. Right. You just write the good solid content once and then pull from it and put it in all the other places. And what's the language of Facebook as opposed to the language of Instagram? I feel like Facebook actually can go both ways. Sometimes it's really short 
captions mm-hmm. and a picture. Um, I've seen people take entire posts and post them as text. As well, yeah. yeah, as the text afterwards. Um, t- Instagram c- tends to be a little bit more personal and a l- more casual. Okay. So a little bit more laid back okay. sometimes. All right. So you may want to switch it up. That way, if people follow you on both Instagram and Facebook, they're not seeing the exact same thing both times. How does this strategy fit into the power of storytelling? All of it is weaving that same story together. So if I see that post on Facebook, there's just one image and that says, you know, go to the website to see the rest. Mm -hmm. It feels cohesive to me. Okay. It's allowing me... Uh, and this is where we we put all that content on Facebook, and it's really hard to dig deeper. Okay. Versus once I get on your website, I can keep going deeper and deeper. Yeah, that's fair to say, sure. And you, we assume that people just see the the blog posts the day that we hit publish. I've met with clients who quote things to me from a blog post that's two years old. Yeah. And it never would have happened. You know that happened because they were able to dig through my my blog and it never would have happened if those posts had just been on Facebook and nowhere else. Well, I feel like we can get lost in the rabbit hole that is Facebook, but that's content from so many different sources. Whereas you could get lost in the rabbit hole of, of a person through their website and their blog that they are controlling that Facebook or no other entity is really manipulating. Right. Is and that what you're saying? Kind of? Yes. And they're not getting the little chimes and the, you know, the pop-ups in the corner saying yeah. that their best friend just right. posted a photo. Right. right. The distractions. All the distractions yeah. aren't happening. Mm-hmm. They're able to get more lost in it. So are you, are you essentially advising people to maybe use the various social media platforms as a funnel to get people to come back to your blog? Too? Absolutely. Okay. That, and to, so that's my end goal. Uh, uh, have a goal for what your social media posts do. Right. And, you know, maybe it's just awareness or you're sharing today's cup of coffee right. on Instagram or, right. you know, your creme brulee that you had last night. <laughs> but maybe the post is specifically with the goal of I'm going to drive the traffic over to my blog. I'm going to move them over that way. How much, how much, um, Hmm. What's the mixture of business and, and personal type stuff, do you think? It's up to the individual. Sure. But I will say a good ratio for um, connecting versus selling right. is about 80% give, give, give. You're connecting. You're thinking of what your client, your future client's problems might be in. You're solving their problems. You're offering them solutions. You're just sharing with them mm-hmm. great work or things about you and only 20% of the time are you saying book me now or right. come back to my website. So four out of every five posts on social media you think should be per- more personal related rather than anything salesy or right. business wise. Yes. 80, 80% give, right. 20% ask. And what do you, how do you tell somebody, so where should somebody start, right? We have, or, or someone that has started already and and wants to incorporate this more from a blogging perspective because it seems like everybody is on Facebook and or Instagram, right? But not everybody has a blog anymore. So where where do you where do you begin? I begin. So I keep two running lists at all time. I have a notebook 
and on my phone, I keep two lists of whenever I think of something, oh, okay. oh that might make a good post. I write them down. Right. And once a month, so this coming weekend, we're about to start a new month, I'll sit down and make post-it notes, lay them all out. What are some post ideas that I have? Okay. Um, do I have anything coming up marketing-wise, like on my marketing calendar? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, different times of the year, if you maybe do uh, themed portrait sessions or the holidays are coming up or you know, anything like that, do I need to do themed posts tied to the marketing calendar and then I just fill in the blanks pick one day a week one post a week that you're going to write um I like laying it all out on my kitchen table and I'm post you know, writing everything on post-it notes so I can make a calendar you go analog I go analog 100 <laughs> percent. you like to see it I like to see it I like it uh, tactile mm-hmm. I like to be able to move it I've right. done it with post-it notes or note cards and just shuffle things sure. around that way, if a theme comes up where I say, you know, the month of March, it's spring is about to start. Yeah. I'm going to talk about spring mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. in every post I do this month. You know, I have to declare it to the world, but everything I do this month is going to be related to that. So from a story standpoint, that's kind of what your arc looks like yes. for that thing in particular. Yes. And then I will plan the social media post around that. Oh, that oh, so that, I ultimately... Sure. I have a huge wall calendar that I stick all those sticky notes on. So I know every day. And the the good thing about doing this, I fought this for years because I'm very much a, I'm feeling passionate about writing something right now Mm -hmm. person. And so I I swore for a long time, well, I I can't just write because I have to. Right. Um, I eventually have mostly overcome that. But the nice thing is about doing this, about making that plan is then when it's Tuesday morning and you're tired and you can't remember what you're going to post on Instagram, you can go look at the plan. Oh, what was I going to talk about on social media today? Right. That's right. Don't rely on just memory or like when you have a thought, right. Think, Oh, I'll, I'll remember this or I'll get this, you know, in a day from now or even a week from now. What I feel like, Oh, I'll feel like posting something on Tuesday. Right. 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 Stick to the plan. So make a plan and stick to it, you know, and have a structure there. Yes. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Because many of us feel like we, if we put it out there, clients will come. Right. You know, they'll just magically show up. Right. And we, it's not reality. We have to market. We have to make a plan. Yeah. And get in front of people. Stay and be proactive. Be proactive. And it's really hard though, then when we hit the busy season, so if you plan things out a month or a quarter in advance, mm-hmm. then when you hit the busy season, right. you're, you're not, not you're not spending time planning right. anymore. Well, or you you know what the plan is. Right, it's there. It's there. You're not building it anymore because it's built. No, and you okay. could even like write. <laughs> this is a shocking news to me. I could write blog posts in advance. You know, <laughs> yeah, so before you publish them. So right. if you know that it's going to be a busy month one month, right. you could write the blog posts the month before. Right. Right. Even if, even if at the time of publishing, you make a tweak or two here or there, but yes. the, the, the lion's share is done. Yes. You could get the lion's share done. Or if you have a theme post that you post once a month, your favorite things, you could do it in advance so that you're not under pressure. And then, because the first thing that people cut is their blog. 
Yeah. Because Facebook gives you such instant gratification. Yep. You get the likes, you're going to feel good. Right. So they cut the blog. It's the first thing that goes. Um, and people tell me, they're like, on Facebook, they write this really long post to me about how they don't have time to blog. And I'm like... <laughs> that that was your blog. <laughs> that was your blog post. That was your post. blog post. <laughs> um, and ultimately, that's, that's um, one of my tips for people is if you're struggling with blogging, if you have those, those mental blocks, the gremlins that show up in your mind telling yeah. you that's really hard. Yeah. Go write the post on Facebook in the box. Yeah, if you need to, and then copy yeah, it over. Copy it over. Right. Just write it first. Right. Cop on Facebook. Copy it over. Interesting. Be done with it. And for so many people, that overcomes that hurdle of how scary it is to write a blog post. Good psychological trick. Yes, I love playing mind games with myself. <laughs> with yourself. <laughs> how? So here's 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 like my last question about about blogging. I understand that that it's that it's more important and I get why. But how in the vein of what we were just talking about, how long does a post need to be? I mean, it, it's not there's not like a requirement. No, there right? is a requirement. Google likes it when they're about 500 words at least. Good to know. Google really likes it when they're 1000 words. Is that right? Yeah, Google likes longer posts. Longer be blog posts. Yes. Right. But it it likes the short ones too. Google likes content. And, People get really wrapped up in SEO and I'm, I will never deny SEO is very important, mm -hmm. but what's even more important is having content for Google to index. Okay. So if you're never writing posts because you're afraid of the SEO and you're afraid you don't know how to do SEO right, you're not, you're getting zero benefits right. versus 30% of the benefits. Right. You know, so get used to writing content first and then worry about putting SEO into place. But having longer blog posts is definitely something that Google loves. And another thing that I've, that I suggest to people, think about the things that you always talk about in client meetings. You know, most of us normally have like a rhythm that happens in our meetings and there's certain stories that come up mm -hmm. in most meetings yeah. or advice that you always give clients when they book. Take those items and make cornerstone posts on your website out of them. Long content. Posts that are a thousand to two thousand words even if, you, one, if yeah. you can. Really big posts. Once a month, once a quarter even, they'll help you, but make these long posts. They're also reference material for you. Okay. You can always point people back to them. Right. Um, but it also, t it tells Google, I'm an expert on this. Mm -hmm. I am a resource you should be sending people. Google wants to look look good. Right. They want to send people good, valuable content. Right. So having that resource content, those cornerstone post if you can make them even if you can just make one in the next six months write those posts so that you start getting the influence of it and then your other weekly post your post about your sessions can be shorter uh, i totally lied about that being my last question i have <laughs> i do have one more how, how often then how often should you write how often should you post given all of this my ideal is once a week one post a week, pick a day and a time that people can depend on. Wednesday at noon is when there's going to be a new post. Right. Whatever day fits into your calendar the best. Right. 
but like we said, you can write them in advance. So if you right. if you prefer to write at midnight on Mondays, great. Yeah, you can hold it for daytime to publish. And if you're in a zone, write it. Write a couple. Right. If you're in right. a zone, write a few. Take advantage of it. If you're feeling passionate about something, right. Um, I used to break weddings up into two or three posts, sure. you know, that sort of thing. Um, a day, you know, once a week is fantastic. Not everybody feels comfortable with that. It's okay if you sure. back off, but it's 52 posts a year. Right. It's, it feels overwhelming, but you probably wrote that length of content already on Instagram or Facebook. Right. This week? Easily, yeah. You know, so it's not as overwhelming as it as it feels once you start doing it and, and once then, you get in practice. And then that is the story, right? Yes. I mean, essentially what you're saying is that that over time becomes the story. Right. It's the story. Part of what you're doing when you create blog posts is you are creating content that people can read and then they can go out and talk about you. Yeah. You know, how many times have you read a magazine article and then you see a friend for dinner the next day and you say, I read this really cool magazine article. You should check it out. It's that same sort of thing. You're giving people content that they can easily point back to. And they can't easily, yes, they can say, go check out so-and-so on Instagram, but they can't easily point back to one very specific thing that was written six months ago. Right. That's true. Interesting. This was, this was... (laughs) kind of I hope I I'll be honest with you I've, I've kind of written off blogs most people uh, have uh, just in my mind but all that all the stuff you were saying about what Facebook is doing now and they're going more and more in that direction and you hear people complain about it or you, you see people complain about it right right and, and if and, you watch what Facebook did three or four years ago and how they primed us for where Facebook is right now Instagram is already starting it right so right. The, it Instagram in two or three years will not be as solid for our businesses most likely as it is today. So get ahead of the game. Get ahead of the game. And get a blog established and start your story yeah. there. And just think of it as your encyclopedia of information. You can always reference it back. That you can pull from, right. You can keep pulling from it. And when you write when you write a blog post in January, you can still share about it. That's a, a big thing that we do. We write one blog post and then we share it on social media right. one time. Right. You can share that post share it on, again. for for a year. <laughs> yeah. Like you could share that post once a month right. if you wanted to. Right. Um this we put ourselves on this like treadmill of content creation and you don't have to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that. That's why I said, yes, 52 posts a year is fantastic. But if you only write 12 a year, right. but you share them all the time and you're constantly driving traffic there, it'll still help you. Right. And and not and really don't worry about the detractors. Is that right? Yes. The people are like, oh, there's your recipe for crab cakes again. <laughs> no. Right? But most of the time, thanks to social media and the algorithms and everything else, they probably didn't see it before. Right. They probably didn't see that you shared a wedding or if you shared a portrait session six months ago, they didn't see it or they don't remember it. Right. And they'll go look at it again. Or if they don't care, they just scroll past it anyway. They just scroll anyways. I mean, that's how we surf the internet as we, you know, we hold our phones and, you know, fling the screen up. Yeah. I I probably do that. (laughs) I know I do. (laughs) (laughs) This was great. This was really good information. And, and again, I, I used to blog, I did, and I stopped. Um, 
and and then recently I've just thought there's not much of a point, but I I think that your position is extremely valid and it's, it makes a lot of sense. It's the land that you own. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you're not leasing it. You're not leasing it. You own that property. You own that property. That's a good one. So build on the land you own and right. then go go to the social media party right. and invite people back to your house. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Well, thank you for this. No problem. Thank you for your time with this. Where do, where do people find your blog? Um, so my blog, my website, everything is at christinetremolay.com. Okay. I realize nobody can spell that <laughs> off the top of their head. Um, so... It's also thelifeboss.com. Oh, okay. Redirects there, well. sure. Redirects there as well. The Life Boss. Yes. Okay. And that's also the name of my podcast. So okay. if they want to listen to more podcast, add boss to the podcast podcasts. that they listen to, nice. they can nice. find that on iTunes and everywhere else as well. Well, thank you so much for your time. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go look into blogging again. I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great rest of the trip here. Thank you so much. <laughs>